This is Church on the Rock, where Jesus is our message and people are our heart. Tune in to hear a teaching that we pray inspires and encourages your life with Christ. Praise the Lord. If you turn to Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, if you want to turn there and also put your finger at Mark chapter 4, we're going to begin reading there today. I want to get right into the sermon because I'm excited about what I believe God wants to do in the house today. And Father, right now in Jesus' name, I thank you that you are an awesome God, that you are God of heaven, God of earth. And Lord, we thank you for loving us so much, your children and your family, that you bless us with your presence today. And Lord, I pray right now, and this is something that if you want it, Lord, I pray right now that we would have a heart that just wants to hear the word of God today. Amen. Take a minute and just say, Lord, I want to hear you. I want to hear you. I want to be touched by your presence today. Lord, I want to be conformed through your word today. Lord, I want to love you at a deeper level today. Say that to the Lord today. Lord, have your way in my life today. Touch my heart. Touch my mind. Change my paths. Lord, make them straight today. Lord, strengthen this body in Jesus' name. Father, we give you all the glory. We give you all the praise. We give you all the honor. And Lord, we thank you that greater is the Lord that's in us than he that's in the world. And Father, we thank you that you have not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Father, we thank you that where the word of the Lord is preached, there's power. And Lord, we thank you that you confirm your word with signs and wonders following. Lord, we thank you that you are spirit, and they that worship you, worship you in spirit and in truth. And Lord, right now, I pray that spirit of man, spirit of woman, come to attention in Jesus' name. And I pray that the spirit of man will come to attention, and I pray that we will be hooked to the Holy Spirit today, and we will hear from God in a mighty way. Change us, conform us, Lord. Father, we want to worship you, not in, 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 in activity, not in with our minds, and not with, we're supposed to do that, but Lord, we want to worship you in spirit and in truth today. Father, we love you. Lord, we thank you, God. We thank you that where faith is, there's victory. Lord, we thank you that we walk by faith and not by sight today, that we're people of faith, that we're believers, and we are not doubters. Lord, we are people that are completely consumed, transformed, and energized by your presence. Lord, we love you today. We give you praise. We give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Give the Lord Jesus a hand clap today. I want to tell you, it's Jesus that makes everything possible. How many of you realize that? It's not Buddha and it's not Mohammed. It's Jesus that's King of kings and Lord of lords. Come on, give him praise today. Give him praise today. What we're doing is we are celebrating. We are celebrating his birth because the word says in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, it says, For a child is born to us. Amen. Hear your neighbor and say, to me. A child was born for me, to us. A son is given. Amen. The Bible says that, that the letter was sent, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. A son is given to me. The government shall rest upon his shoulders, and he shall be called. Everybody say, wonderful counselor. Wonderful counselor. Worship him as wonderful counselor. Lord, we worship you as wonderful counselor. He is mighty God. He's everlasting father. Who's your mother? 
Who's your mother? Remember last week? Who's your mother? Is your mother law or is your mother grace? Amen. Who's your mother? My mother is grace and my father. You know, Jesus said that, that Jesus and the ones he makes holy. How many say you're holy today through Jesus? Amen. Let's say Adonai. Everybody say Adonai Makedesh. Say Adonai Makedesh. That means Jehovah the sanctifier. Jesus, Lord that sanctifies. And Hebrews says, Jehovah Adonai Makedesh, the one who makes us holy. Jesus and the one who makes us holy. Jesus, Adonai Makedesh, and us, the ones that he makes holy, we have the same father hallelujah he's an everlasting father and today he is prince of peace prince of peace you may come here today with chaos in your life but you're going to leave today completely calm if you look in mark chapter 4 mark chapter 4 i want to begin reading at verse 35 it says as evening came jesus said to his disciples let's cross to the other side of the lake. I want you to take note of that. Let's cross to the other side of the lake. So they took Jesus. I want you to notice that. They took Jesus in the boat and they started out leaving the crowds. But soon, everybody say, but soon. But soon a fierce storm came up, high waves breaking the boat, swamping the boat, some of your translations say, and it began to fill with water. Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat with his head upon a cushion. I want you to notice, head upon a cushion. The disciples woke him up shouting, Teacher, don't you care that we're going to drown in this storm? When Jesus woke up, woke up, he rebuked the wind, and he said to the waves, Silence, be still. Some of your versions say, Be still, and it was completely calm. And suddenly the wind stopped, and there was a great calm. Then he asked them, look at this. Then he asked them, why are you afraid? He was asking them, why are you afraid of the storm? Why are you afraid? You still not have faith. You still not know who I am. So, so notice that they were afraid of the storm. He said, do you still have no faith? Then look at verse 41. The disciples were absolutely terrified. So, so they went from afraid of the storm, and then Jesus calmed it, and then they were absolutely terrified. How can you go from afraid of the storm till now it's calm, and then now they're absolutely terrified, saying, who is this man? They said to each other. Even the winds and the waves obey him. And I want you to tell the person you're setting down, verse 5-1 says this, so they arrived on the other side. Somebody needs to hear it beside you. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're going to arrive. You are going to arrive on the other side somebody say you're going to make it the bible says that that weeping may endure for a night but joy comes from the in the morning come on you're going to the other side somebody say amen i'm going to the other side of this thing you know that the type of information we get usually develops or influences the responses or how we react or how we take action for instance, we, 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 last week and this week, last week we heard there's going to be 12 inches of snow. This week we hear it's going to be 25 below. And so people watch the, the news and the media and they form, a, they, with the information they take in, it, it, it forms their mind and they do a response or an action. Some of you guys that are snowbirds say, we're going to church, period. 
We're going to church, period. People like me in Missouri, when we had three inches, I was sitting at home. First time we got snow when I moved here, I was sitting in my office thinking, whoo, baby, I got a day off. Three inches of snow in Missouri, you're shut down for two days. I, I'm like sitting, and then they're calling me saying, your appointment's here. And I'm like, huh? My appointment's here. You guys go. So, so, so what, what the information you receive dictates the response or the action we take. That's what happens with what we take in. And some people are, man, I go out in the snow, and some stay in. But brothers and sisters, something I'm concerned about is the information that we take in from this propaganda that's in our world, from the things that we see on TV and the things that we read on the Internet. Christians are soaking this stuff in. Our, 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 our children are sucking this stuff in and sucking all this information and processing it and forming their idealisms and forming their views and beginning to take action on things that are lies. And brothers and sisters, it, it, we, we, we respond by the information that we take in. Can I tell you today that, it, that in natural storms we respond uh, uh, how we go or don't go, but what about life storms? Today, there is some responses. Today, there are some things written in the, in the Word of God that give us the correct mindset, the correct information inload to where you can make it through any life storm. Can somebody say amen? You can make it through any life storm. And I say that the reason a lot of people are in storms, and we're going to talk about that. Well, let's just, uh, in our text, it says, as, as evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross to the other side. Now, the reason I like that is if you are a follower of Jesus Christ, are you a follower of Jesus Christ? If you are a follower of Jesus Christ, you're going somewhere. One thing about God is you're not going to be sitting in the same place you were a year ago if you are following him. Now, the scripture talks about how the Israelites went around the same mountain, and finally the Lord said, how many times are you going to go around this mountain? It's time to push northward or go forward. But I'm telling you, if you are a true follower of Jesus Christ, your life is changing. You're getting closer to your destiny. You're getting closer to your promise. You're getting closer to your dreams. You're getting closer to your future. You're not stuck in the mud in some swamp somewhere. If you're moving with Jesus, I'm telling you, you're going somewhere. You're not sitting there. So, so that's what I like about Jesus. But our story says that there was a horrible storm. Now, the Sea of Galilee was 700 feet below sea level, causing warm air. And then Mount Hermon, which was um, um, 30 miles north, there was a mountain called Mount Hermon. It was 9,200 feet above sea level, which brought cold air. So the cold air coming down from Mount Hermon and the warm air, I'm telling you that storms were not uncommon. Storms weren't uncommon. It wasn't uncommon. And here's the other thing that's interesting about this scripture is how many of you realize that a lot of Jesus' disciples were what? Say it louder. Fishermen. Uh, seasoned. How many ever watched that Alaskan catch or whatever it is? I mean, you see them out there and you're like, man, I would not be out on that water. But people that are on the water, they don't get scared of that stuff. I'm telling you, this was the mother load of storms. 
This was the mother load of storms. It even had these seasoned fishermen scared and, the, and, and afraid for their life. Brothers and sisters, listen to me. I believe this with all my heart that the Lord told me that many of you that are following Jesus, that are pushing forward in the things of God, that you are being hit with a mother load of storms. It's coming from you from every direction. How many would say, man, I'm having the mother load of storms hitting me? Well, I'm telling you today, be of good courage because we have the Prince of Peace in our boat. Somebody say amen. Glory to God. Let me tell you something. I'm, God has showed me so much about where we're going as a church. I am so excited about 217, I can't hardly take it. But you can even go on the internet and begin to look right now. Uh, uh, but, but we're going on a 21-day fast starting January 8th. Now listen, some of you are needing breakthroughs in health. Some of you are needing breakthroughs in business. Some of you have been asking for God for something for years. Some of you are still struggling with the same sins 15 years later. Some of you are still battling the same depression, the same guilt, the same shield, the, the, the same things. God has spoken to me as pastor and leader of this church. He said, call this church into 21 days of fasting, and there is going to be a great awakening, baby. There's going to be a great, there is going to be a spiritual awakening in the hearts of people personally. There's going to be an awakening in businesses. There's going to be an awakening in family. There's going to be an awakening in relationships. I'm telling you, put faith in that because that's the word of the Lord. Don't look at as Brian saying it. Put faith in it. That is the word of the Lord. And that means 2017's breakthrough for me. I believe it with all my heart. If you want it, if you want it, you're going to get it. You, you, we're we're going to get it. I, I believe it. But you know what? There's people out of church today because they're discouraged. There's people out today that are in funks. There's people out today that are stale and stagnant in God to the point where, where, where some have no desire for the word or even to go to church anymore. Brother, you can lay home and, 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 and sit and feel sad and, and, and get down or you can get up and do what that song said that we're going to fight, baby. And though this storm's with me, I'm pressing through to the breakthrough that God has for me. I'm telling you, there is breakthrough. There is breakthrough in 2017 spiritual break and i'll tell you what he that hath ears let him hear in hebrews when it talks about entering to the rest he said hey i preach the same word to everybody everybody heard the same thing some get it some don't everybody hears the word of salvation everybody hears some get it some don't it's because the word says that the word not mixed with faith produces nothing so when I get up here and get all excited, this is not an emotional excitement. It's spiritual. I don't care if you like me, don't like me, believe, don't believe. I'm telling you, it's the word of the Lord. There's breakthrough in 217 for those who want it, who want it. And I'll tell you, I do. I want God so bad I can't hardly take it. Can't hardly take it. I don't have time for criticalness. I don't have time for negativity. I don't have time for for, for all the, the talking about the problems. You know, I walk in and you, you hear, well, the problem with this or the problem here. I don't have time to talk about problems because I know the solution or the answer to life's problems is Jesus. He is the solution. We talk about our problems too much. 
We give the enemy too much credit. We give the enemy too much attention and too much time. I'm telling you, storms will hit you in three ways. Number one, it'll hit you because you did it. Yeah, you did it. You did it. You did something stupid. You did something stupid. Anybody ever done anything stupid besides me? All right, how many's ever suffered for being stupid? As Forrest Gump is, stupid is, stupid does. Sometimes stupid does, and stupid's uh, re- reaping what he sows. Amen. Sometimes it's you. Hey, it'll help you just say, it's me. It's me, Lord, standing in the need of prayer. That'll release you. Come on, it's me. But then sometimes it is somebody else. Sometimes it is somebody else. Sometimes it is somebody else. Just like when Jonah was running away from the Lord, he got in a boat, and everybody in that boat was affected by a storm. They were in a storm not because of what they did. They were in a storm because of what Jonah did. And you know what they did? Oh, glory to God. You know what they did? They said, they said, we're going to take Jonah, and you need to throw him overboard. Brothers and sisters, those relationships that are anchors that you're chained to that are drowning you, oh, I feel the country boy preach coming. We need a B3 organ, I'm telling you. Bing, ding, 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 ding. I'm telling you, if you got people that's dragging you down, cut them off. Throw them over the boat. People that's going to continually drag you down with, any successful people will tell you that. They're going to continually drag you down and pull you down in the smut and the crud and the you know what. Cut them off. Throw them overboard. Throw them overboard. Oh, that's not the love of Jesus. Most people that's pulling you down, they don't even have an iota of a love for Jesus. They're just pulling you down. You can discern when people pulling you down and when you're supposed to be light and salt. You can tell the difference. You can tell the difference when you are supposed to be light and when you are supposed to be salt. And you can tell a difference when you're being drugged down and pulled in people's storms. Throw them overboard, baby. And then sometimes you are in storms because you're simply following Jesus. Some of you are in a storm today, and not just a storm, you're in the mother load of storms. Your marriage is getting hit. Your finances are getting hit. I mean, you're in the mother load of storms. It may be because you're getting serious about God. It may be because you're starting to make God a priority in your life. It may be that you're fastening on to God and all hell's hitting you. Brothers and sisters, be of good cheer because the Prince of Peace is on our boat. So storms come from three different ways. One of the signs that can happen is is when you're simply following Jesus, you may be smack dab in the middle. But write this down. He didn't promise you an easier life, but he promised you a better life. He didn't promise you an easier life, but he promised you a better life. Amen? You know, God told me I was following Jesus when he said, build this church. How many was following Jesus when you said, I do to your marriage partner that you love? But has everything been just hunky-dory? Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's a fight. 
Sometimes there's things, there's storms that you go. Anybody ever had storms? Hey, God told you to do your business. You think there's not going to be a storm? God told you to raise godly kids. You think there's not going to be a storm? God didn't promise you an easier life. He promised you a better life. There's two things that happen when you go through storms. This is a very simple message. Here's what should happen when you go through a storm. Number one, two simple things. As Jesus allows us to go through storms, number one, so that we will develop a greater desperation for him. I'm telling you, when life was good and the sun was out, they had the sunglasses and the chairs out catching some rays, baby. They, they were enjoying it, the ship ride. But the minute the storm came, they weren't thinking about Jesus. Hey, when everything was going well, they weren't saying, anybody know where Jesus is? Anybody know where Jesus is? Okay, but when the storm came, the storm called them to, it started out like, winds are coming up. Anybody seen Jesus? Waves are coming in the ship. Better get some buckets. Anybody seen Jesus? The sails are ripping. Water's coming in. People can't even stand. And now they're in a pan. Anybody see Jesus? Anybody see Jesus? Storms will cause you to get desperate for God. Storms will cause you to get desperate for God. You know, when, when, when you get desperate, you're going to get something. When you get desperate, you're going to get something. Now look at your spouse and say, boy, pastor knows what he's talking about today. <laughs> Y'all missed it. <laughs> when you all get desperate, you shouldn't have to explain it to others. <laughs> I had to explain it to my wife too. When, when, when you get desperate, you settle for, look at your, not funny. <laughs> I thought it was funny. <laughs> okay, moving on. <laughs> But the mother load, hey, listen, when they found him, they found him asleep. Thank you, brother. You're awesome. When they found him, they found him asleep. Now, if you were honest, when you're in a storm, any of you ever done this, say, hey, where's Jesus? Where is he? Anybody ever done that besides me? Has anybody ever said, hey, he's sleeping. I'm down here going through hell. And he's sleeping. Come on, where's Jesus? And then you feel like he's sleeping. Then the enemy gets onto that. Enemy gets onto that. He was not only sleeping, he was sleeping with his head on a cushion. Amen? But I want you to allow your storms to where you get to where you're looking for Jesus. When the storm came, they were looking for Jesus. Matthew chapter 7, verse 7 8 says, keep on asking. Keep on seeking. Keep on knocking. If you knock, the doors open. If you ask, you'll receive. Everyone who seeks will find. Every one of you who knocks, the door will be open. How many remember playing hide and seek? I, I believe sometimes God says, you're it. And I believe sometimes he may hide a little. Anybody ever felt like, man, where's God? Where it seems a little hidden? Amen. Maybe you're it. 
Maybe there's times he was chasing you down, but now he wants you to chase him down. He wants there to be a greater desperation. The Bible says, as the deer longs for the stream, so I long for you. I thirst for the living God. People think that means that the deer is needing something to drink. He might have been thirsty, but the reason he was looking for the water brook is because he was being hunted. He was being hunted. He was being chased by a hunter. And the deer knew if he could get to the water, they can stick their nose up and go down the water and get away from the hunter. Have you ever felt hunted? Have you ever felt hunted? Hunting should release a desperation for the things of God. I've learned that it's not in my success, but often in my distress is when I can experience God the greatest. Are y'all with me? Often in my, not my success, but often in my distress is where I can experience God the most. I remember one time, you know, when you're panicking and when you're afraid, how many know you say and do the stupidest things? How many ever said something stupid in a panic? You say and do this. You say it and you do the things and you're like, oh, why did I do that? Why did I say that? Oh, man, I'm so embarrassed. I remember one time as a teenager, I was sitting at my granny and granddad's house, and all of a sudden, the tornado drills went off. And I mean, I went ballistic. I, I was like uh, afraid, because one, I wasn't right with God. I was like a junior in high school or something. And, and I like started freaking out. The storms were going off, and, and the, everything was going off, and, and everybody was saying, man, we need to take cover. You guys know how storms are in Missouri and Oklahoma. Man, we need to take cover from this tornado. I started freaking out. I started going, uh, uh, uh. I mean, I started hyperventilating and, and, and freaking, oh, we're going to die. We're going to die. Oh, the tornado's coming. Mom tackles me, holds me on. My granny's over here saying, now, son, calm down, calm down. Mom's holding me down. Granny's right there. My brother Kent's like, look at that fool. Look at him. <laughs> Dad, look at Brian making fun of me and that's just making me mad or snot's coming out of my nose I, and I'm mad and I'm so and all of a sudden I take off running around and and I take off running and mom and granny's trying to tackle me and all this and then my granddad slumped over no shirt on you know granddad's got them chest hairs about that long big old white chest hairs slobber coming out because he I love my granddad. That's why I wanted to be called granddad. And, and he's sitting there in his, I'm just telling you the way it was. He was in his whitey tidies. Granddad always sat in the whitey tidies with no shirt on. In fact, it didn't matter if you brought your girlfriend over. Granddad was in the whitey tidies. I'm telling you the truth today, all right? And, and we used to drive by real slow after we'd get a few uh a little bit of booze in us and look in and see granddad and his whitey tighties. You just do crazy things to have fun when you're a teenager. Meanwhile, granddad's in the whitey tighties. I'm running around freaking out. My brother's laughing at me. My mom's yelling at me. Granny's praying for me. And all of a sudden, my granddad goes, whoo. I was running. Running in a circle. He goes, whoo. Stopped me in my trail. And he says, boy. Be still. Boy, be still. That's the truth. 
he used the word. Beast, he always called me boy. Beast spirit. And then I heard my granddad pray for the very first time. He said, in the name of Jesus, I pray this boy will be a beast. And I just went, oh. It was completely calm. Have you ever went skiing where you find that cove where you get out of the big part? How many know what I'm talking about? Anybody ever been water skiing? Where you get out of the big part where the waves and you find that cove. went from a storm that fishermen were afraid of to where it was like glass. Now, there's a whole lot more I could preach on this. But I want to say this. What I think interesting about this sinner is that we have the Prince of Peace. Oh, I felt God say this. Two things. And I'm going to be closing with this. Is God wants you to have to be completely calm today. Outward or inward, it's really not your choice. He just says you're going to be completely calm. How many say I don't know what you mean by that? You guys know what I mean by that? I think today we're going to pray for people. Some of your storms are just going to go, gone. How many of you ever prayed for healing and sometimes it's like, boom, gone? How many of you ever prayed for something that's like, bam, gone? But how many had to be like Abraham where you prayed and you prayed and you prayed? How many of you get like Zachariah and Elizabeth who had John the Baptist where they were too old to have kids? But yet they con. They conceived and had kids, which I think is kind of cool. Did you know that Zachariah means God remembers? Elizabeth means the covenant, and John means grace. The forerunner of Jesus, God remembers the covenant of grace. Okay? Some people pray forever, and you have to learn to be calm, be completely calm in the storm. With the cushion. Caitlin, are you in here today? Oh, she's hiding. Rebecca's, Rebecca's, man, she threw you under the bus, man. Way to go, Rebecca. I want to tell you something. I may get a little emotional in this because when you get old and be granddad, you start really thinking about the times you have with your kids or whatever. But, you know, we had a rule that the kids don't sleep with us in the bed. We just, that's just what we did. And, um, but when there was a storm, Caitlin, when there was a storm, Caitlin would always shimmy in on the floor. And she knew I was the softie. Mom would say, toughen up, get to bed. She knew I was the softie, and she would crawl in and then I'd feel a little hand reach up and tap me. And then I would start acting like I'd put in a move on Carmen. <laughs> and I'd get a little closer, a little closer. She'd say, ooh, baby. No. 
Get out of here, Caitlin. <laughs> no, brother, don't help me. I, I need to hold it down here. <laughs> and I'd cut on, and, and, and I would turn it over, and then I'd go, <laughs> I'd shake the bed. Seriously. I'd shake, and Caitlin would shimmy in. She'd get real close to Daddy. And I'd put my arms around her, and I'd just hold on to her. And she was completely calm in the storm. Brothers and sisters, please hear the heart of God today. He is the Prince of Peace. Sometimes he looks at your storm, and he just stops it. experience breakthrough that way sometimes you gotta tap daddy's hand let him crawl in beside you let him put his arms around you and Jesus had his head on a cushion I used to flip my pillow over and me and Caitlin would share the pillow while we're sleeping telling you, Jesus is the Prince of Peace. We hope this message connected with you. To get more information about Church on the Rock, check out our website at www.cotrag.org or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Have a blessed day.